Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Negotiations Bible style. Bible style. Negotiations Bible style. See the USA in your Chevrolet. America is asking you to call. Here come the Dutch boys. Those good guys are back. With a look in their eye. They mean business this time. Yes, it's the 10th year of the Christian Car Guy radio show, and we're so glad to be back with you today. The question today on the Christian Car Guy show is, your roots, kind of, do they define your fruits? <laughs> or do they determine, do your roots determine your fruits? Well, in so many ways, I think this is true. So let's just start off with a few questions. And yes, we have some spring cleaning tips for you today, and we're going to get to that. But our main story today is your story. So here's some questions I want you to think about with me. Did your father or your mother struggle with road rage did they really and do you honestly have some struggles there maybe you're not i mean not going to go pull out a gun or anything but you you you, ser- you seriously get angry when somebody cuts you off and those kind of things and the people in the car all are aware that you have a struggle there did your father or mother struggle with that do you struggle with that did your father or mother enjoy driving they just love to drive they just love to go places they love to go on vacations and those kind of things do you is that something that you enjoy did your father or mother hate buying a car i mean they that horse trading thing was not for them they did not oh just going to do that was just like oh it was a struggle and so how about you do you struggle with that or did your father and mother love looking at new cars they loved going to see they loved horse trading that was something that they dearly loved do you was that something you feel like how about your father or mother did they hate working on cars you know oh man it needs oil the last thing in the world they would ever do is go out there and pull the drain plug on a car or and and of course how do you feel about that but if your father went out if he just loved to spend time with a you know changing oil and that kind of stuff and he took you out there how do you feel about that how do you feel about changing oil? How do you feel about working cars? Is there something to your roots? Is it determining your fruits when it comes to cars? So this being a live show, I would so lovely, I would really, really love to hear your family story. What kind of roots when it comes to cars did you inherit? 866-348-7884. This is a live show and we definitely Want to hear your story? 866-348-7884. What did your family love to do? Maybe there's a sweet route. Maybe long vacations. Your dad working out in the garage, taking you along. Maybe your 
you went with your family to buy your first car and they all came along and you guys had it a marvelous time, or maybe you didn't. We want to hear those stories. 866-348-7884. We have lines open and we definitely need you. That's because you guys are the biggest part of this show. That's why I need you to call. But maybe you're like me. <laughs> Your dad struggled a little bit with anger in the car. And as people drove too slow, they were morons. And if they drove too fast, he used to say, well, that's the way they make angels. <laughs> They're going to find out before the day's over. Huh? <laughs> or another one. And, and again, I love my dad. We have a marvelous relationship. But he, know, he knows where his struggles are. I know where mine are. Or another one I remember well because it made my brother and I giggle inside. Of course, you didn't dare laugh out loud. <laughs> it wouldn't be wise. But when someone would pull my dad off, he had this exclamation. He would say, that just chaps my fanny. <laughs> <laughs> and my little brother and I would, oh, man, it was everything we could do in the back seat to keep from laughing. So we need your stories. 866-348-7884-866. Three, four, truth for the digitally gifted. Jerry, how would you answer? Is it, did your dad, you know, I can see that my dad was in the car business. I'm in the car business. Your dad was Ray of Ray's Body Shop. Obviously, there was some root there that, that buried some fruit. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the story, you know, how it goes. Uh, you know, my dad worked, Ray worked at rentals for years. And then one one day he had decided that, and he'd always loved messing with cars, working on cars, doing body work, paint work, and just refurbishing cars. And one day he came home and told my mom that um, he had just quit and was going to open up a body shop. And that was 52 years ago, and wow, that's, that's where right. we're at now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can see that these things, they happen. And so we would love your story, 866-34-TRUTH, 866 Seven eight eight four. We have Jane is in Seattle, Washington this morning. Up early. Jane, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. I was surprised listening to your uh, your entry. I thought, oh my goodness, I have a lot of driving family stories. Uh, Dad loved working on cars. He worked on all our cars up until the late 90s when they were just so electronic and computer. He couldn't quite work on them anymore. Hmm. Um, road rage, that's kind of funny. He had this thing about not using his turn signal. And it was so embarrassing because he'd be making a turn and people in front of him or behind him wouldn't know what he was doing. Well, I have his 1973 Volkswagen that he did not like using the turn signals on. And the turn signals still work. Yeah, I bet they did. And I use them all the time. Same bulbs in them. The yeah. bulbs never burn out. Yeah, they were just keep going. And let's see. Horse trees? Uh, yeah, he was okay about buying cars, but he was in an economic bracket. He could afford that. Mm-hmm. And what else did I want to say? Oh, the driving. Mom drives all over. Did I tell you that? No. Okay. They, from the time they were first married, they lived in Minnesota. They they took a trip to Florida. They took a trip to Arizona. They took took a trip to the West Coast. And first time my mom saw the Pacific Ocean coming from Minnesota, she like fell in love. Um, oh, I can imagine. throughout our childhood... We would do these trips to Minnesota from California to Arizona to wherever, up to Canada and back. Love driving. Mom's now widowed. She's 78, 79. She'll be driving from L.A. to Seattle next month. <laughs> Two years ago, she drove from L.A. to Nova Scotia. Wow. <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I they guess your drive. mom did. Well, and and I, I I don't mind driving. I am always happy to drive. Well, that's the question. I was wondering if those roots, if your um, roots in your family gave you uh, just you know such memories. I don't know what it is that you just really enjoy that kind of thing. Because I'm I the like, same way. Yeah, I like getting out and driving. My my family would drive on long vacations. We would go to like Mount Rushmore. We would go out west to to see the Sequoia National Forest and that kind of stuff. That was the kind of stuff my dad would do. We'd all get in the station wagon and off we went. And so, man, I love doing stuff like that. And I, I there's no doubt that those roots are bearing fruit. Thank you, Jane. I appreciate yeah. you. That's exactly what I needed this morning. God okay. bless you. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Sure. You're welcome. Bye bye. All right. I know that stirred up something in your mind. Eight six six three four eight. 7884. What about your family roots? 86634Truth. And we are going to play Name That Noise, but we're going to have to do it at the beginning of the next segment because that it takes a few seconds to play the intro and all that stuff. But we have a really fun kind of uh, roots and fruits. <laughs> roots yeah. and fruits. Name That Noise coming up, Jerry. And as I mentioned, you know, in today's show, we are going to give you, it's that time of year, Jerry, where people have got to get that salt and the stuff off their car. You know, it looks like a lot of the winter weather's over and it's time to get some spring cleaning going. Yeah, I think what, tomorrow, first day of spring and you know, there's parts of the country that even parts of North Carolina, the mountains are talking about maybe even getting a little snow. So you may not think it's on the way, but spring is around the corner and you're right. It's a lot of things we can do to prolong the life of our car and the look of our car. So, and speaking of roots, I, I just wanted to thank everyone who prayed for my mom last week. Andy Vitek uh, hosted for me. He's with AutoParksNuts.com. As I made the trip to Illinois, as my mother got kind of ill and we got really worried, and so we made this emergency trip, uh, which I enjoyed, by the way. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I drove straight through 12 hours. It's just something I love to do. But I'm with you there. I love to get behind the wheel and just, just drive. I just, it's time to go. We're going to Illinois. And... My mother, thank thank you for your prayers. Um, I know a lot of you folks who listen to the show regularly have heard my mom call in and whatever. She um, went from not being able to speak, not being able to do a lot of things, not be able to eat, be sick to her stomach. By the time we left, she was walking the hall. I saw her eat a plate of spaghetti with my own eye. <laughs> and more importantly than that, I got to talk to her. You know, I got to spend some time with my mom. It meant well, so I much. I knew you'd be in there would cheer up for sure. I mean, <laughs> could, could you blame her? What? So let's hear your family stories. I would love to hear somebody that their dad worked with them. 866-348-7884. He closed his little eyes, folded his little hands, spoke to God like he was talking to a friend. And I said, son, now where'd you learn to pray like that? He said, I've been watching you, daddy. Roots determine fruits so often, and that's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We would love to hear about your family and cars. How did that happen? Did you guys like buying cars? Did you like driving in cars? Did you like fixing cars? What did your family pass along to you? What what did that look like? You call us 866-348-7884-866-34-TRUTH. And as I... Talked about roots and fruits. We do have this very special, 
We want to play Name That Noise, don't we, Alex? <laughs> it's time to play Define That Defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. All right, here's your opportunity. Now, this is not a car noise, I will tell you. It's a roots and fruits noise. <laughs> a little fruity, a little rooty. 866 <laughs> 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four is the number to call in. Of course, if you have that other story, we want to hear eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four. And uh, let's see, we got a caller already that we better get to. But uh, go ahead and play that n- noise. Or if they if they answer the noise, Alec, tell them what they'll win. Well, Robbie, of course they'll win Stu Epperson's book, The Last Words of Jesus, or the accompanying CD that has music inspired by the book. Which I think, I know we have that. The book might be a little hard to find. Oh, we got the book. We got the book. We got the CD. You take your choice. You call us 866-348-7884. And why don't you go ahead and play that noise? If you can name this noise. (laughs) All right. That's a roots and fruits kind of noise. You call us with your answer, 866-348-7884. Eight eight four eight six six three four truth and uh again we had a caller calling in we couldn't get to during the, the but you call us back eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four and jerry it is that time of year where you know the 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 salt is on the road and we got to get that stuff off yeah it's perfect opportunity to you know sort of like you know all that stuff is just build up over the winter and, and especially if you in an area that do a lot of salting and stuff. I mean, it's, you know, that stuff is critical to get that stuff out of there. And I don't know if you want to go ahead and take the caller and we can come back to it or. or no, no, we got to talk about uh, this. You um, know, the, one thing, you know, that that's so simple to do. You got to remember that all of these, uh, all the roads are being salted and brand being put down and all of that stuff gets up in the cavities of the vehicle, up the undercarriage and stuff. And that's so many times that's where the rust starts. You know, it's just so important to either go to a quarter car wash or in your driveway one or something. Just get a lot somewhere where you can get some pressure on the water and just rinse it out real good. And, you know, a lot of the drive-through ones have that undercarriage wash. Just get that stuff out of there and just, just really do a good cleaning on it because that that stuff gets in between the moldings and, and all of that stuff. And then over the course of time, you start seeing these little little spots of rust start creeping in. And if you've already got those spots, it just sort of accelerates it so rapidly. I mean, it takes a little bit of time, a little bit of care. But you know what? Washing a car is the basic beginning to have good maintenance on the vehicle. Yeah, and we're going to get to um, Dave in Des Moines, who has the name that noise. But we're going to talk a lot more about how to properly wash a car and those kind of things. Dave, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Are you uh, thinking you can name that noise? <laughs> well, I don't know if I can or not, but it's uh, if it was one of my kids, they would definitely get the look across the table. They're going to smack that loud while they chew on an apple. <laughs> yeah, they picked a little apple fruit there. and <laughs> So I'm uh, curious, Dave, when it, when it came to your family, what was your favorite car memory? Oh, being picked up after freezing 
for several hours on the side of the freeway in a rest area uh, being broken down, uh, being relieved from the broken car. No, I would say I would say probably just the, the many trips we've taken uh, growing up and then now that I have my own kids, we travel to several other states across the country and put a lot of miles on our cars. So just family time in the car. Yeah, you have a sort of, <laughs> you know, it's an interesting thing because I just drove to Illinois last week with my with my family and that, and my daughter's 16 and I think about how little I really get a chance to talk to her. But, you, you know, you got this captive audience in the car and, and they really yeah. begin to tell you things that they're enjoying in school and all sorts of stuff that you really had no idea. So it's it's a great time. Well, Dave, God bless you. I appreciate you calling in and winning. Okay, so I got it, huh? You got it. You're the winner. Thank you, so, sir. Uh, I was just scanning through the channels and came across you. So <laughs> I got a car question. Are you are you a car repair guy? I'm a lot of different things, and <laughs> often I can be that. <laughs> I'll okay. sure give it a try, Dave. What you got? Oh, a uh, 2000 <clears throat> Honda Civic, and it will just die. You'll be driving down the road. This is mine. My aunt and uncle just driving down the road, and all of a sudden it will just die. And uh, last time, last time it happened, it was right after someone had turned a corner, and they've taken it into the shop several times, and can no one can get it down. We think it might be somewhere in the steering column because one time it happened, uh, the guy actually took his fist and hit the wheel, and it started back up. Where it usually takes twenty or thirty minutes before the car will restart. And uh, thinking it's something in the electrical. Wow, and it, what year car is it? I think it's a 2000. And so is the check engine light come on when it does that? Nope, it'll just, it'll just, boom, all of a sudden it'll just die. Doesn't matter if you're going down the freeway, doesn't matter what you're doing. And, uh, but I, I think it's, anyway. Well, one of the things that, you know, and again, it would, should, you know, turn on the check engine light if it was the fuel pump, because the fuel pump is the kind of thing that can do that and it intermittently just raise no, havoc with you. But the other thing that jumps out at you in that one with the steering column is the ignition switch itself. The um, question is, does it keep trying to, if you try to crank it back up, does the engine keep trying to turn over or does it do nothing? Uh, no, it'll crank. Okay. Well, you stay with us because we got to go to a break. When we come back, we can... F- try to work some more on this during the break. I'm going back to my roots another day, another dough, another high, another low, rock bottom, rock bottom. What about your roots? Roots determine fruits. We'd love to hear how your family dealt with their cars, how they drove them, how they uh, enjoyed them, how they worked on them. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And when we left our hero, Dave, in Des Moines, he was struggling with a 2000 Honda. Is it a Civic? Yeah. And it it has an intermittent uh, quanti- quality where it wants to just die suddenly, and then after a time it returns to life. And uh, Jerry reminded me during the break of something that I encountered one time on a BMW that was doing that. And it would do it in Savannah, Georgia. It would get to mile marker 17 and it would go dead every time. (laughs) 
And so we, th- we, we, BMW literally flew a German engineer into Savannah to look at this car and he totally dissected it. And he spent a month with this poor man's car trying to get it to figure out why it was dying at mile marker 17. And the, the German had the white coat on, he had to see him and he was very prideful, but he never fixed the car after a month of, of working on it. And so we put it out at the time, you know, sort of a network to all the dealers to see. We didn't have the Internet back then, but we put it out to all the dealers to see if anybody might know what was going on. And an old mechanic in Alabama called up. <laughs> he said, Robbie, <laughs> he said, I know what's wrong with that BMW. And I said, what? <laughs> Your ground strap's loose. And it just so happened that when it, there was a bump at mile marker 17 that would just hit it just right, that would knock that ground strap loose. And if the ground strap is loose, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a there's a wire in every car that, that grounds it um, so that everything works. And so in the case of your Honda, that would be definitely one thing we both agree you ought to check is you, know, you can look online to where the ground strap is on that particular Honda and check and make okay. sure it's tight on both ends because that would be something that it would do. The other thing that would concern us both is that that's not loose, there's a possibility your computer could be going on you because it's not leaving a code, and the only thing that doesn't leave a code <laughs> is the computer itself. Right. You know, so unless it lost power to not know that it needed to send a code, like with the ground strap or the other. But the great news is, okay. Dave, we have all these wonderful folks out there listening who may know exactly what's wrong with your Civic. So please keep listening because if somebody else knows what's wrong with Dave's car, you call us, 866, because there's a lot of, my wife will tell you, Robbie has very few answers in life. <laughs> but Robbie knows how to ask, for, ask the question. Thank you, Dave, All for right. calling in. God bless. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. Take care. 866-348-7884-866-34-TRUTH. We would love to hear your story. We have Greg is in Cary, North Carolina. Greg, you're on the Christian Car Guys show. Good morning. Good morning. What when you? I was a kid, my uh, my father had a uh, good mechanical bench, and he would fix just about anything on the car, um, and he always had an ear out for uh, listening to see if things were going right or something was going wrong. And one day when I was about 15, I was in the back seat of the car, and I had a pencil. And every time my dad took a right-hand turn, I would tap the windowsill on the back door, right? <laughs> and so he started thinking that there was something wrong with the car every time he turned to the right. And so he started turning sharper. And as he would turn sharper, I was hit even harder, right? And so then then he said, he said, okay, he said, there's something wrong with the car, and I have the pattern down. And he goes, watch. And so he turned the car to the right, and I did not tap the door and he goes oh my gosh it's not it's not a regular fault it's an intermittent fault <laughs> so he spent, the next, he spent the next 30 minutes driving around our neighborhood taking sharp right and sharp left and, and occasionally i would tap the, the, the windowsill and occasionally i wouldn't <laughs> it drove him nuts and I find, I'm 51, and I finally pulled in that story last year, and he <laughs> just cracked up. Anyhow, that's, that's my Send story. you to your room. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> uh, 
That's awesome. But so I'm curious, Greg, do you listen now <laughs> as a son of your father to to noises in the car? Is that something that that piques your interest? I do. I, I do. It's uh, you know I like to work on my own car. Um, you know I have other people do very uh, you know serious kinds of things, but I'll change the oil and the brakes and you know rotate the tires and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. But uh, but yeah, that's what I did when I was a kid. That is so cool, Greg. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in so much with that today. That's an awesome story. I will remember it fondly for a long time. God bless you. Thanks. Oh, Jerry, can you imagine? <laughs> Why is the it neighborhood? That, what are they doing out there? <laughs> you know, those kind of stories, my dad, you know, I can remember working with my dad and, and you, for some reason you just, it's something fun about teasing your dad when he gets all, when he gets all serious on a particular issue. So <clears throat> I know you're thinking that there's some, Robbie's got a reason he's doing all this fruit and root stuff and, and that's really true. I, I had a dear friend uh, recently suggest a video to me that I have at ChristianCarGuy.com, uh, which are John and Paula Sanford with Elijah House Ministries did this video on bitter root judgments and bitter root expectancies. And as you may know, we, <laughs> we all have our roots. And, of course, if you abide in Christ— you know, we're getting the sweet fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. But if you look out across your branches, you may find, as I do in my life, that there's some fruit out there that's kind of bitter. And if there's a bitter fruit hanging off my branches, then chances are there's a bitter root. And often we may find that would be in our family. Because Jesus himself, you know, said, so every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bear fruit. And, I mean, a bad tree produces bad fruit so we can say it right what and this was an interesting supposition i thought a very bold statement that the sanfords made was that they said if you look into deuteronomy 516 where it says honor your father and mother as the lord god hath commanded thee that the days may that their days may be prolonged and it may go well with you in the land which the lord your god has given you what they introduced this concept that if you had bad fruit hanging on your tree out there somewhere, that there's a good possibility that you have what they call a bitter root judgment, where, you know, the one that they give the example of is the little girl who has a dad, is a good dad, he provides for and that kind of stuff, but he doesn't pay her any attention. But if she wears the wrong outfit or she does something wrong, he'll be quick to criticize her. And so the girl begins to set up this bitter root judgment that my daddy doesn't really there for me emotionally. And when she does that, then she begins to set up this bitter root expectancy that the men in my life are not going to appreciate me and they're going to criticize me. And so as this fruit right begins to work, then they add the part which I think is critical. In Matthew 7, 2, Jesus told us, for with the judgment you judge, it will be judged. And the measure you use, it will be come back to you. And so the way the Sanfords explain this, which I think is wonderful, is if you take a golf ball and you throw it up against the wall, that golf ball's coming back to you. But in the law of sowing and reaping, we know that if you reap the wind, you're going to sow a whirlwind. So it's like you throw one golf ball against the wall and you're going to get this harvest of 40 golf balls. <laughs> 
right? And so if there's somewhere in your life that you're judging others, you're sending out this one golf ball and you're getting back tons of golf balls. Well, if you do that with your parents, it's like a double whammy because you're dishonoring your parents by ju that judgment. Now, it doesn't necessarily matter what they did. What we're talking about is our own sin because we can't do anything about our parents' sin. We can only do stuff about how we react to it. And if you're like me, there were a lot of places where I judged my parents. And I, what I did was I was sending out this golf ball, and I'm reaping now throughout my life all these hundreds of golf balls. The great news is Jesus came. And in just the right time, Jesus and the cross, you see, he steps in to take all that those golf balls coming on you, but you actually have to. It just doesn't happen automatically. We need to go in and confess our sins, and he's going to be faithful and just to you know, forgive us, but we got to figure out where was it that I dishonored my family? Where is it that I made that judgment, and i got to ask Jesus to come in and begin that healing? Now, I posted this um, video at christiancarguy.com, the Jim and Sanford. It's 57 minutes, but I, I cannot even begin to tell you the healing that's available in all the examples they show of how these things work. But the thing that really just grabs me that I had not realized was there is if you look in Hebrews 12, 15. Now here's a verse that really brings this whole thing home. And it says, look diligently, lest any man fail on the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble for you and there many be defiled. In other words, my bitter root judgments defile my wife, my family, in so many different ways that I didn't was not aware of these bitter roots that I've got defile my own kids. So we're going to talk about those. we got more family stories coming. we got more cleaning tips all coming up at the end of the show. I got roots and I got What about your roots? That's what we're talking about today on the Christian Car Guy Show. Are your roots bearing good fruit? You know, you can look at across your tree and you go, oh, these are places I'm struggling and these are places where, you know, the Lord's blessed me to give good fruit. And uh, so we've got a challenge sometimes to figure out how we abide in him in the midst of all sorts of different struggles that come our way. And sometimes... We act in ways that we don't necessarily understand. And what I was talking about in this video that, that's there at ChristianCarGuy.com of um, John and Paul Stafford from Elijah House talking about these bitter root judgments and bitter root expectancies, that if I am trying to deal with my own road rage, is it possible that when I was watching my dad scream at the other drivers that Robbie threw a golf ball <laughs> you know you know dad that's out of line or you know in some way i judged him and now i'm reaping this harvest of golf balls and i can't understand why it is that i cannot deal with my own anger perhaps just perhaps that i need some forgiveness i need some forgiveness for my 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 own self for having made that judgment forgiveness for my father and and ask Jesus to come in and take those golf balls, which is hard to do because, you know, I don't want him to take golf balls over my anger, but the truth is it's there. And when somebody pulls in front of me, it, <laughs> you know, these things happen, Jerry. Yeah, but how much, you know, this is one. Don't have enough time in this show because we're going to have to I've got, come at a little bit of a different angle on this. But part of it is, you know, the, it's the culture and what you, what you saw is what, what we were brought up is sort of what was, you know, the, the fiber of who we are. But 
I, I can, you know, so many times when you say, you know, honor your, your mother and father. I, I'm at a place where sometimes the reality is honoring is just not being dishonorable. Right, because, yeah. you know, and the, the prime example we're talking about here is I have a friend, Miss Beck. She's 104 years old. She's in, in an assisted living in, in Davie County. I've known her for years and years and years and years. One of the most godly people you'll ever le- know. And if you go into her room, you will see a picture of her parents. And I can assure you, I've, I talk to her every week, and I never, ever have a conversation with her that she doesn't speak well and honor her mother and father. And is it any surprise that she's lived long in the land that, that, that there that necessarily is? However... As Jerry knows, she had very honorable parents. They were very loving. They were very supportive. And it was, you know, it was it's a little different situation than having an alcoholic dad or having a, a, a father that had multiple, you know, <laughs> problems that he struggled with. So, but the, the thing that I, I, I come back to is it doesn't have to do with, I mean, I'm responsible for my sin. My dad's responsible for his sin. How do I deal with mine, make sure that I am being right with God and those kind of things and getting forgiveness where I don't sow those bad seeds? I think that's clearly one place where I can go in spite of the, of the issue is, you know, all dads are not all that honorable. Yeah, and, you know, and part of it is, you know, what is allowing God to grow us through experiences. I think to me that, that, that means a lot because there's a lot of things I've seen in life that would be easy to say well that's why they're like that or you could easily fall into that pattern but you know what i choose to let god grow me through that and it's almost where i have a keen sense of some situations because i wouldn't want to be anything like that and i want to make sure that i've learned through life you know that isn't the way it has to be and God has a better purpose for us. Yeah, because he's the ultimate father and asking him to come in and father me through this because my own father wasn't particularly strong in this area. He did the best he could, but, it, you know, this was his his place. we got Amber is in York, Pennsylvania. Amber, have you got a car story for us? I'm hoping. Uh, yes, I do, actually. Um, like, your stories remind me of my stepfather when I was a little girl and I was eight years old and he would always, when he would come home from working at the shipyard because he was in the Navy, he would come home and he would go and work on, on his cars or car and uh, he would come in and, you know, he would have grease on his hands. And like, even though it's not like a big story, it always means a lot to me. And like, I want to study cars and learn about cars all because of him. And I remember one time we were uh, sitting in the car and he was listening to Cher. And even if it's not about building cars, it means really a lot to me because it's car related and it reminds me of him. That wonderful. I mean, those are those are the roots that that bear good fruit, right? That that sense of of being important to your to your dad and that and, and his importance to us. And you know that's. You can feel it. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You know, it's the stuff that comes from good roots. And, and isn't it cool that God provided us with people in our lives? Sometimes they were stepdads. Sometimes, you know, they were a grandfather. Some, you know, there's a lot of people that he places that, that are our roots. They're not necessarily our, our, our natural parents. Exactly. And, like, even though he wasn't my real father, he he was, like, the best father that I've ever had. and. 
I lost him at 11 years old. He committed suicide. Um, And, uh, you know, ever since then, like, you know, I'm a black sheep in my family unless my God made me pick a choice to forgive my family and remove all that bitterness and to be the light in my family. But last night, it's just so ironic. I was mourning him and crying over him. And, um, you know, this morning, um, I I couldn't sleep. (laughs) And I felt... You know, just like the Lord told me to come on here and listen to your show, and then like it mentioned the car. So it just, I think God was trying to speak to me there. Well, Amber, I just want to pray for you right now, Amber. I, Lord, I thank you for Amber's call. And I just ask for healing for her and her family. Obviously, there's a lot of pain there, but I thank you that you sent that stepfather in, and I thank you that we got to hear about it today. And I pray that you'd be glorified that people would see how you come to our rescue when it, it seems like there's no other way to go and, and that you take the beating for us, that we could um, abide in you. And we look forward to that. And I thank you again for Amber's call in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Amber. Thank you so much for praying for me. I appreciate oh, it. I'm so glad you called. You have no idea. And Amber's, <laughs> Amber's close enough. I think if the wind's blowing right, you can smell that chocolate, can't you? <laughs> You're close enough to... Hershey. <laughs> yeah, she is. That's yeah. great. God bless you, Amber. Thank you again. All right. Thank you. Isn't it cool how God works? You know, we pray and then um, we pray for the show and then God provides, you know, some inspiration for somebody there. And, and you know, my, my wife had a stepdad that meant everything to her. And, you know, it's interesting how God provides these people in our lives to, to take up these roles and to father us. And um, there's just a, a, a really neat opportunity, I think, for us to all go there for some healing. And, and when we're struggling somewhere in life, to ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, why have I've got a bit of root? Obviously, I'm sucking on here. <laughs> and I've got a few, Jerry. I, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I've got them. And, uh, and so I don't want to pass those things on to my own kids. Well, and God, you know, God continues to grow us and, and situations, and you know, when we sit there and, and we see how life unfolds, we can't always understand what God's purpose is in that. But God has a way, you know, He knows He knows everything, and He knows what's best for us. And sometimes we just need to humble ourselves and be humble and accept His mercy and just be willing to, to, to say, you know what, I'm wrong sometimes, and God has the purpose. Yeah, that it takes a certain amount of humility to forgive yourself. And in many situations, that's where I find myself with that struggle. Robbie, you got to forgive yourself. You're not that, you know, after all, you know, you came from the mud. <laughs> so, well, thank you all for listening to the Christian Car Guy show again. I would urge you to go to ChristianCarGuy.com. Look at that video there on Bitterroot Judgments, Bitterroot Expectancies. And again, the Jesus Labor Love Car Repair for Single Moms, Widows, and Families in Crisis. Auto Parts Nuts did an amazing job for us this week in helping a lady in Utah with a clutch. It was amazing. So we're thankful to God for all that. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. And we're so thankful that you listened to us today. 